0: Hold on, we're getting ready to go live Love Talk Radio okay. right. we'll go. Right. <laughs> If it's smooth jazz Then the jazz queen And Mike Reynolds are talking about it On Talking Smooth Jazz The smoothest show on internet radio Your host, The jazz queen and Mike Reynolds Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, aka the Jazz Queen, with along with my very handsome host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, how are you?
1: Hey, sir. Everything's okay out here in the uh, DC area. How's everything out there in Vegas?
0: Hot, 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 and hot. Oh. Did I mention it was hot? <laughs> hot. <laughs> Welcome to the chat room, Mr. Joe from Germany. Welcome, Joe. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com. Click on LeBron's new CD, New Era, that will bring you into the show page. Below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646 716 5485. Saxophonist LeBron is back with a new CD called New Era. Really nice, really nice CD. You're going to like this a lot. Um, Welcome back, LeBron.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back.
0: We're glad to have you back as well. Um, and my first question to you is the title of the CD, New Era. I'm really, When I saw that, I was really curious as to your take on the title of, of that and why you named it New Era.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, there's some hidden meaning in that title, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I feel like it was an, it was an appropriate title um, because I feel like where we are in the genre smooth jazz, we're kind of on that cusp of, a lot of change you know um a lot of you know new artists that are coming up different sound mm-hmm. and kind of different approach to to the music and you know my goal is to be on the forefront of that along with all the other new artists that are up and coming and uh, so it's just me kind of paying homage to that you know that you know that it really is a new era in smooth jazz and um you know hopefully i can you know have some contribution in that in, in the way that's moving forward and you know, with this being my first CD that, that I had that was so hands-on for me, I I was so hands-on in every part of the production and writing and, and actually putting the CD together, um, you know, it's very personal to me. So, um, yeah, so that's really, the you know, where the title came from, it being a new era in Smooth Jazz and uh, me as an artist trying to pay homage to that moving forward.
1: I love okay. the show. I mean me me personally. I love it because, you know, me and sir, we've been talking about this for a while with this um new generation of uh, contemporary jazz artists and you know, when we when we first seen it I'm like, Yeah, I'm like, he's going all out for a new era. But I love it because mm-hmm. you know, you, it is what you said is the truth. I mean you guys are bringing up the new uh generation of these uh of stars in this in, in this genre and, and, and we have to kinda of really speak on that because it's not that we're trying to replace the older guys but you guys are the future of this genre, so, you know, definitely.
0: Yes. yes. Absolutely. And and LeBron, since we talked to you last time between that time and now, have you seen any changes in the genre that caused you to name this new era? I mean, any, like, really significant changes, you know, in your opinion?
2: Well, you know, I mean, I, I yes and no. I've seen, you know, a lot of it has been with me still being such an, uh, a new artist, Um, you know, a lot of the exposure I've had to the genre has been, you know, on this level, it's all been kind of new for me. So it's kind of hard for me to compare what it was like maybe 10 years ago when I was just a fan listening to the music. Uh, But I will say um, I feel like fans as well as promoters are are being a lot more open-minded than maybe they would have you know, mm-hmm. five, ten years mm-hmm. ago, um, it's like mm-hmm. you said, you know, no one's trying to replace the older artists. You know, every er, those guys pioneered the way they, they created the genre that we love so much. I mean, all the quote-unquote older artists are the same guys that I grew up idolizing as a kid, and now, you know, I'm sharing the stage with these guys, and no one's trying to replace them. But at the same time, we're trying to emulate them and get into where, we'll, you know, get to where they are. And I think now promoters and fans are a little bit more open minded to listening and, and giving us newer guys a chance and actually giving us the exposure and listening to our stuff so that what they can realize, oh wow, I mean these these guys actually can play. They're actually great artists, you know. Yes. I think that's yes. I think that's been the biggest thing. My first year out touring, you know, it was frustrating because you feel like, Hey, you know, I've I've had radio success, I've had all these things, but yet, you know, we might not get the same spots on the festivals or whatever and i've i've started to see that change uh, you know you're seeing more and more newer artists have a lot more radio success you know being being nominated for awards things like that and um you actually see them on the festivals now whereas i think beforehand that was a long shot so yeah i i guess i could say i've seen positive changes and um yeah. hopefully that's just a trend that's going to keep going that way you know as time progresses
0: I think so. I think it will. And, you know, since Mike has stepped into the promoterhood as it is, um, you know, we're doing concerts and stuff now. He's, you know, he's been talking to some promoters. And like you said, they are becoming open to bringing in more indie artists because they want a more lively show. You know, they want new artists. They want new faces. And us as fans, you know, we get tired of seeing the same people all the time. So they are more open to um, bringing in the independent artists, and we're happy about that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah happy about that.
0: And also, when we first interviewed you, during that interview, I was thinking I had never heard of LeBron before, LeBron Dennis before, and I'm sure that you were locally performing, you know, in your area, but it was like you had come from nowhere, just out of nowhere, all of a sudden, here you are. Um, You know, you were introduced to us by, uh, I believe it was Jeff Lunt that introduced you to us, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. where has he been all this time? You know, and then all of a sudden you just appear, and now here you are, uh, two CDs in and touring and, and, you know, doing your thing, so I'm really happy that you are here. I'm really happy to see that you're here and that you have this second CD out.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, and you're right. I kind of did kind of pop up. You know, I think guys, were like, well, who (laughs) is this guy? But you know, like you said, you know, I've been playing saxophone my entire life. You know, it was kind of a natural stepping stone. You know, I, you know, like I said, you know, I put on CDs and and play that that music around the house and perform locally in the Phoenix area and. You know, it just to me it was it, it was no big deal. You know, it's like you know, I've been playing this music my entire life, but it's different when, you know, you're all of a sudden the entire nation is introduced to you. They've never met you met yeah. you before. So then you have to kinda of prove to them and show them kind of what you've been working on your whole life, really. So so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad to be here. I, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to to have the success that I've had thus far. Eat. Um I just hope people are enjoying the music. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm going to ask you a question that you've probably been asked a thousand times, and we may have asked you this on the first show. Um, Were you ever at a a time where you wanted to kind of come up with a stage name versus using LeBron based on the fact that LeBron James, you didn't want to get that kind of comparison, that kind of mix-up going and everything, because... You know, when I first heard I'm like, LeBron? I'm like, Trey's like, he has a new kid named LeBron. I'm like, LeBron, like the basketball player? (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) was there a time when you wanted to use a stage name instead of your real name?
2: You know, I I actually did. I thought about that. You know, we kind of, even when I got signed to the label, we kind of had a talk about that. Like, would it be best to use my full name, LeBron Dennis, or just use LeBron? But I think it's almost worked in my favor because, you know, you don't hear the name LeBron all the time. And the one person mm-hmm. that you do hear from is a huge celebrity. So it kind of adds intrigue, I think, to it. I think it's almost worked in my favor. Uh, but, yeah, you know, like I've I definitely thought about it. I'd probably – if I was going to come up with a different name, I probably couldn't come up with something that's cool as, like, Huge Fruit did or something, you know what I mean? I'd probably come up with something that's <laughs> way, way more corny. So I just figured I would just keep with my – with my just going with my first name. And that's how everybody knows me. So that, it's worked so far, so – you know, just as long as you're not a, a LeBron James hater, people. There's a lot of people who aren't fans of LeBron James, so hopefully that doesn't just work against me sometimes.
0: <laughs> mm, okay, all right. Now for the for those fans that do not know, not only is LeBron a musician, he lives in the Phoenix area. He's also a firefighter as well and um he still you know he does that job how did, how what is your schedule like are you like 4 days on and 3 days off or something like that
2: well um you, as a phoenix firefighter i work a 24 hour shift so i work 24 hours mm-hmm. at a time and then i have 2 days off after that so okay. it's a 24 on 48 off schedule and um it's actually been it's actually a great schedule i've been i've been a firefighter for 10 years now you know even before i uh mm-hmm. started pursuing music the way that i have you know, I had to have a job, pay my bills, and, yeah. um, and yeah. it's actually been really good because it's allowed me to pursue music as well as side and uh, bring it to the level that it, that it is today. But yeah, it's it's a great schedule. It allows me to, to, to tour and to, and to do all the things that I love musically, uh, but of course it has its days where it's very difficult, you know, uh, working 24-hour shifts. There's no guarantee I'm going to get any sleep in that 24-hour time, though mm-hmm. so sometimes you know my first day off i I use just recovering from the shift and trying to get things done around the house and what have you, but yeah, that's a job that I love, you know it's part of my identity, and um, I have a lot of passion for, for being a firefighter and helping people and uh i'm gonna if I can continue to do it until I reach retirement, that'd be great, so we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs>
0: All right, <laughs> that's so cool. That's so cool. All right, now let's talk about New Era as the executive producer of this um, new CD. Um, let's talk about the artists that you have um, on here, especially Rachel. How do you pronounce her last name?
2: Uh, Rachel Gimlick. Yeah, she lives in uh, she's in Utah. She was actually a uh, she just graduated from BYU. Um, she's a classical violinist out in uh, okay. Salt Lake City, Utah area. And, yeah, she's a featured artist on the very last song um, of the record called If I Could Sing, and beautiful mm-hmm. song, and she did a beautiful job performing that for me. And, um, yeah, I I've, I've used, I've used a few different artists on the CD, some that maybe people have never heard of, but uh, nonetheless are very talented in what they do and really brought those songs to life that I use them on. But, yeah, Rachel did a great job. She was a pleasure to work with.
0: Okay. And also Keith
2: Flewett. Yeah, Keith is a vocalist out in um in, in the New York area. Um the song that he performs on is uh a track called For the Love. And um really I had never met Keith before. Um that song was uh uh written by a gentleman by the name of David Mann. Um I don't know if you guys are familiar with who David Mann is, but David Mann is first of all, phenomenal sax player, but he also does uh, a lot of production for Andy Snitzer, for the sax pack, for Steve Pohl. Um He's worked with a lot of the big sax players in the, in the industry, which is why I petitioned him for his help on this CD. And he wrote that song, and then when we decided to add vocals to it, I kind of let him choose who he thought would be the best voice for that tune. And that's the, okay. how he came up with Keith. And Keith sounds great that was that was actually my first time uh, when they sent me the samples over for the studio session was my first time hearing Keith and I was just blown away by how great he sounded so he did a great job with that song and I'll definitely be working with him again in the future for sure
0: okay cool and of course there's Julian Vaughn and Nicholas Cole and also Niels. now let's talk about you working with Niels and and how were you introduced to him
2: yeah, Nils. You know that's just a good example of modern technology and modern production. Um, as you know, with my first CD, I used Darren Ron for about ninety-nine percent of that CD, as far as the the, the co-writing and the production. And so um, Darren and I have a great relationship, and I didn't want to do another project without him. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The couple of songs that that Darren Ron produced for me, um, he use decided to use Nils on one of those songs uh, for some guitar. And it was just great i've it was one of those things where uh where Darren just heard it, he heard who would which guitar player would be the best on it, and nils jumped out and, and he laid down his parts, and it just sounded great so uh yeah, it's it was a pleasure to work with him, and um you know hopefully we'll all will be able to see him out on the road or something sometime, but yeah, we haven't really even had a personal conversation, but when I guess when it comes to music. It's just a matter of playing the songs, you know. So that was very cool to have him and to be able to add him to the credits on that song.
0: Okay, good, good. Now, do you have
2: any favorites? Favorites on here? You know, I have a few. You know, it's it's yeah. It's funny because people ask me that, and I and I always try to think, man, which one's my favorite? And it's like, I feel like every one kind of has something different that I like. I I'm, I'm a balladeer. I love playing ballads. So the ballad, uh, Her Hazel Eyes is probably one of my favorites on the mm. record. Um, and then we also did a cover of the Don Henley classic, uh, The Boys of Summer. Um, that Nick actually Nicholas Cole produced that tune and I just love the way it came out. For that to be a seventies era rock tune for us to kinda of turn it into our own style and vibe. You know, I was beyond happy with the way it came out. So that song is, is, is up there for me. And then, of course, the very last song, If I Could Sing, that's a very personal song to me. It's actually the first song I ever wrote in my entire life. About 10 years ago, I wrote that song. And for me to be able to have a place to actually put it now and share it with people, um, you know, it's a beautiful song. It came out great. Mm-hmm. So I'd say those are probably my top three, but every one of those tunes just has something that I love about it. And I just can't wait to perform them live because I really think it's going to translate when I actually get a chance to get on stage and play those songs live. So, mm-hmm, but I guess I'm mm-hmm. I, I guess everybody has has their favorites for for whatever reasons they like the song.
0: Yes, my favorite is her Hazel Eyes as well. I like that one a lot. I'm going to play that. Yeah. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and play that. We are talking to saxophonist Lebron. His new CD is called New Era. If you would like to call in with a question or a comment, the number is six four six seven one six five four eight five. This is her Hazel Eyes. LeBron's new release, new era, her hazel eyes. Now, is that song um, named after anyone in particular?
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like everybody <laughs> is looking through all my pictures to see if they can see a girl with hazel eyes. Somewhere. <laughs> 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 no, I can't say it's, it's for anybody in particular, but it's. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I. I'm not always the best at naming songs, but for some reason, it, it just reminded me of. Uh, Whatever, whatever your idea of a beautiful woman would be, and that I don't know, I just felt that it was appropriate. So, but uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite songs <laughs> on the record. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: don't mean to put you on the spot. It was just curious. Uh, well. No, it's okay.
2: You're not going to get me in trouble. It's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, what has this really? What has this journey been like for you, LeBron? Well, it's
2: it's it's been, you know, overwhelming really, you know, I mean, since the last time we talked, I've, I've been all over the world. I've, I've, I've toured, I've played some of the, the biggest jazz festivals in the country. Um, I've met so many great musicians, guys that I grew, grew up idolizing. I've had a chance to meet and have dinner with and talk shop with and musicians. And it's, uh, it's just been, it's, it's been incredible, you know, to kind of see, you know, this side of things and, and, and just how, how the industry is and things like that. So, but it's been it's been a blessing. It's 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 been so much fun and hopefully there's no sign of slowing down. Hopefully I can kind of keep this thing going, but it's been it's been such a blast and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. That's
0: good. That's really good. Yeah, that's,
1: and I I was really happy Go, go ahead, so I, I just wanted to jump in and ask LeBron. Um, being from Arizona, do you find that that's advantageous for you as far as getting booked, and has has that been a hindrance for you, or has it been kind of a, a, a pretty pretty decent based on based on your uh, location?
2: You know, I wouldn't say it's been a hindrance. Um, you know, especially when it comes to these to the to the the national festivals, because you know I've, most of the artists that play these festivals are traveling somewhere, but it's it's i think phoenix is actually a great hub for people um I, I don't think people really realize how how great of a location it is because we're so close to la and you know we have a great mm-hmm. international airport here and it's travel is really easy from phoenix now you know i most of my schedule has been in you know on the east coast south um so you know of course it's you know traveling to you know florida is a little bit harder than it is to travel to la but you know that's just you know just hopping on a plane and getting there so it really hasn't been a hindrance at all it's it's actually been kind of nice because i can you know i'm still centrally located to some degree where i'm where i'm close enough to everything uh but i'm not i don't get caught up in the hustle and bustle that you would get in the middle of la or living in new york um you know i can kind of i can kind of focus on you know putting out good music as opposed to some of the politics and stuff like that that i think people experience living right in those hubs. So it's actually been really nice. And Phoenix itself, um is an up and coming city. We have great musicians here. A lot of the friends that I that I grew up playing with are now touring with Jennifer Lopez and Usher and, and mate you know, big humongous acts and these are all native born um, Phoenix, Arizona musicians. So a lot of people don't realize the level of talent that's actually here in Phoenix. But um it's it's great. Uh you know, I was born and raised here. This is definitely my home and, and um you know, if you've never been here, I'd say come, come visit, because it's actually pretty nice. Other than the heat, so that yes. Vegas heat, we, we get we get that Vegas heat, too, so I know you know about that, Gary, but it's... Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's but
0: actually, and it's, it's funny that Arizona gets hotter than Vegas.
2: You know, hmm. I, actually, it's probably a toss-up. I know, like, recently, it's actually been a mild summer for us, but, you know, yeah, we'll get up to 115, 117, Ooh. no problem, every mm-hmm. yeah, every day in the summer. It's it's pretty consistent, mm-hmm. so. but I, I don't know if you get used to it or you just learn how to deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: it's a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> have, now, have you met um, uh, superfan Lori?
2: I have met Lori, yeah, yeah. I've seen Lori out okay. a couple of times, actually.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Ollie would like to know, um, who did you meet that you've always wanted to meet?
2: Uh, you know what? I would say uh, Everett Harp. I finally met Everett Harp. Um <laughs> well because when I was a kid, uh, Gerald Albright was always my, my idol and I met him when I was a kid. So after I met him, it was kinda like, Okay, well who else do I get to meet? And I never really thought I
3: would
2: you know, get get to meet a lot of other guys, but Everett Harp I'd say for for I don't know, probably my whole life. He's he's probably be, probably been my quintessential saxophone player, everything that I've wanted to sound like, play like. And I finally met him last year at the Seabreeze Jazz Festival. And I probably, I think I embarrassed myself. I think I was acting like a 15-year-old little girl going up to every park. <laughs> I introduced myself and and didn't know what to say, you know, didn't know how to have a conversation with him. All I could do was just tell him how much I... I love this playing, and uh, that was like that's probably been the highlight, you know. And I've met a lot of I've met a lot of big big food jazz stars, but meeting Everett Harp was probably the most giddy and just shocked, you know, fan shocked I've ever been. So that was probably the highlight mm-hmm. of, of some of the guys that I've met for sure. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, you
0: know, hopefully you guys will get a chance to work together in the future.
2: Yeah, that would that would be gr- that would be awesome. So. You know, just trying to make all those connections. You know what I mean?
0: That's right. That's right. Network and make the connections. That is so true. All right. Um, the next song I'm going to play, "The Boys of Summer." Uh, tell me about this.
2: Yeah, this was um, a song. Um, as you know, it's a, it's a it's a remake. It's a cover of Don Henley's uh, 1970s hit, um, you know, rock song, and the original idea of the song, uh, this song wasn't really even on my radar. I wasn't like, Hey, let's do the song. But Nicholas Cole, as you guys know, phenomenal Mm -hmm. producer. Um, when we started putting the record together, we had started talking about what we wanted to do together for this project. And he sent this song over to me. Um, he said, when he produced a song, he said he, he could hear me playing on it. So he sent it over and I was just blown away with the vibe and how he transformed that song. And, um, so I, I kind of did a little sample on it. I played a sample on it, like just did one verse on it, and then I sent it to the record label, Jeff Lunt, and Jeff Lunt loved it, and he said, you know what, use that song. So we kind of went back to the drawing board, we just tightened it up, we, we added some things to it, and the way that it just turned out, it's just, it's, just, I, I just love the way that it, it turned out. So um, I think this is a good song. I think a lot of different people will like it, you know, and hopefully it can kind of, crossover if if you've never heard smooth jazz before but you hear this song and you know maybe introduce people to the genre that maybe wouldn't have wouldn't have given them a a chance otherwise Um, but it's i just love the way it came out and uh yeah this is the boys of summer
0: okay ronald jackson from the smooth jazz ride did a review on new era and he made a comment about the song he said in part he also offers a very worthy take on the rock classic Boys of Summer by the Eagles' Don Henley, providing us with a peek into the saxman's eclectic leanings and taste. This is the Boys of Summer. Ronald Jackson also says about New Era, this is one sax man who we can pretty confidently count on to produce what's needed for the musically ailing soul. Truly an album of class, funk, romance, soul, and feel-good energy. You owe it to yourself to sit down, sit back, and sail with this one. Yes, LeBron, with artists like you adding even more color to the already glistening musical canvas left by those before you, this is truly a new era. You can read the full review on uh, smooth on the smoothjazzride.com. Nice
2: review there. Yeah, yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. That's for Nice sure. review. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Ronald Jackson does some great stuff and um he really likes this CD. Again, you can read that full review on the com. So, what's coming up for you? What are you working on? Are you um going to be going out with the next generation?
2: Yeah, actually um that's been the bulk of my of my touring this year. It's been uh with Generation X, which uh people Generation know X- myself. Sorry. Oh, no, no. It's uh um I get mixed up all the time. Uh myself, mm-hmm. Nicholas Cole, and Lynn Roundtree. And we've been all over the country this year, and we have – actually, we'll be in Denver, Colorado, next Saturday at the Soil Dove. We're doing a show there. Mm -hmm. And then we will be in – we're headlining Sacks on the River this year in Sacramento, California, I believe, October 5th. So first uh, week in October, we'll be in Sacramento for Sacks on the River. And then that pretty much wraps up our year together. Um, and of course now is about the time of year where all the summer festivals for 2016 are starting to make their inquiries. so uh, we're starting Mm -hmm. to put our schedule together for next year, and and we're just kind of getting out there, and and in the meantime, we all have new CDs out this year. We all released CDs this year, so we've all been kind of just trying to get out there to promote our music and uh, get people to hear it, and, you know, there's uh, there's always new music on the horizon, so we always stay busy getting ready for the next CD and um, so we definitely have a lot going on individually and as a group and staying busy and uh, just hope to keep steamrolling through.
0: <laughs> okay, and that was going to, uh, going to be my next question. Are you going to be doing any solo shows?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was supposed to be in Vienna, as we talked about earlier, but uh, I had a scheduling conflict with that. But I am um, I have bids out right now for uh, festivals over in Montrose, Switzerland, Um, So hopefully, you know, that's something that could come to fruition. Um, There's a few other international festivals that are in the works, and I'm just kind of waiting to see if those come through. And then um, I have a few private dates that I'm doing here in the Phoenix area. And, uh, yeah, that's really about it. Uh, Usually after around this time of year, a lot of the uh, other promoters that do more of the solo-type gigs, um, they've already run through their rosters. So, um, you know, Working together with my management, my booking to get me more solo dates next year as well. So I, I'm, I have a feeling next year is going to be a lot busier than this year. And I would just encourage people mm-hmm. to to go to my website, check out my calendar, check out my social media because I'm always posting gigs as they come up. And that's always a revolving kind of kind of a process to where it can change on a weekly basis. So mm-hmm. so definitely, you know, go check out my website and stay up to speed on where I am. And if I'm nearby. I invite people to come and check me out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to check you out and everything. So, yeah, we definitely want to check out LeBron. Like I said, uh, you guys, you know, I've seen you guys down in Norfolk, the Northridge Jazz Fest, and you guys from the a great show and everything. But, uh, so, yeah, we, I know you solo going to be killing too. So, yeah, definitely want to check you out on the solo tip.
2: Absolutely, man, Absolutely.
1: And it helps to have a nice, nice looking, a nice looking manager too, because that Carmen Hatch is, is a nice looking woman. So, <laughs> yes indeed. Now I'm starting to. Yeah. Stopped, that, I'm stopped. Was, <laughs> see, there, there was,
2: there, there was, there was a reason why I use her. I use her as my manager. There's perks to that.
3: So. Ah, <laughs> no, dude, look, do not tell her I said that anyway? I'm gotta hear oh, the interview
1: oh, now,
3: man. man. So, oh you, no, gee. That's all the time.
1: <laughs> oh man, I gotta make up with her anyway for for a whole other reason. She knows that. I gotta make up with her anyway, so yeah.
2: She does a great job for all of us, so she's great. <laughs>
0: Speaking of your website, LeBron's website is really nice. So definitely yeah, definitely go and check that one out. He um is, has a really nice website. I really like that. Did um um Darren Ron do that website for you?
2: No, believe it or not, I did that all myself. Um, you know, the, the good really? thing about modern tech yeah, the good thing about modern technology is uh is really just finding a good website host and then, you know, all the design elements you can choose. So I just I wanted to switch it up from the last record so I just went on to, you know, one of the website hosts and, and really what made what made it so appealing was my photographer. My photographer took great pictures and I think that's really the key to having any type of good website is you're making sure all your photos look good. So uh, my photographer, Mike Green, he actually lives in L.A., and uh, he made me look a lot cooler than I actually am. So that, uh, oh. that, actually, that actually translated well into the website. But, yeah, so that's all my own design there. I, I designed all my artwork for the CDE, everything. So I tried to be as hands-on in this entire process as I possibly could to let my own personality kind of shine through.
0: Oh, awesome, awesome. It was a really nice website, and I love Thank the you. pictures uh, of you standing next to the stained glass windows. Those are really nice.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, those turned out really good. It was a really neat little venue that we chose to shoot at, so it it really translated nicely.
0: Yeah, very nice. All right, well, you have been hands-on on all of this. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> you know, saves you a I'm lot trying. of money.
2: Oh, well, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> That's 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 yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay.
0: All right, um I'm going to play the last another song and this I'm going to do um if I could sing um with this one. Tell me about this one.
2: Yeah, if I could sing is uh, you know, it's a very personal song. Like I said this this is actually the first song I ever wrote when I was like, you know, 19, 20 years old and um you know, I've always had a thing for just like really just acoustic kind of exposed type songs that are very simple. Um, not overproduced, not, you know, doesn't even have to be a full 20-piece band, but, you know, just a couple of instruments just kind of just just playing a beautiful song. I've, 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 I've always loved that. And I know Dave Koss used to do a lot of that stuff back in some of his older stuff, and I would always love it. And uh, so when I wrote this song, you know, it was, it was a time when I was young, you know, and experiencing love for the first time and heartbreak and, you know, all in my feelings and stuff, you know, so I wrote this song <laughs> and, um, it's just, it's just kind of been like in the vault, you know, it's, it's, it's never really been out and not a lot of people have ever heard it. So I decided that this would be a great project for me to actually bring that song back out and, uh, redo it. So I enlisted the help of my good friend, Lamar Gaines, Lamar Gaines, uh, tours with Marion Meadows right now. He actually was featured the piece of feature pianist on, uh, Marion Meadows last number one song that was on the radio. Um, He's a good friend of mine, so he played acoustic b- piano on it. Um, Matt uh did some um, guitar playing. Um, David Mann um, helped me orchestrate some string arrangements. And then, of course, as we talked about earlier, Rachel Gimlick um, played a, um, was a featured solo violinist. And um, we just kind of sent the song over to her and told her to, to have at it. So it was very neat to hear how a classical, classically trained violinist would interpret this song because... You know, it's really not a classical song, but she was able to bring her her vibe to that, and it, it just really brought it to another level. So, yeah, the name of the song is "If I Could Sing," and um, it's just real emotional, kind of exposed song, and just trying to highlight, you know, my sound as a saxophone player and what basically what I would sound like if I could sing because I cannot. So I wish I could, <laughs> but I, I use my saxophone as my voice, and that's what I really want to show um, in this song as well. So. Um, Yeah, hope you enjoy it.
0: If I could sing. Okay, it's thinking about it. Okay, it is buffering, so... Um. There you have it, If I Could Sing. Very nice. Um, LeBron, when you said that you sent this, that you let Rachel do her thing on this track, that kind of took me back to an interview that I did with a few about a week or so ago. And Ali in the chat room asked Naiji, um, the question I'm going to ask you if you did not like what she had sent back to you, would you had told? Would you had asked her to redo it?
2: Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean I think one thing I've learned in the, in the creative process and with working with musicians is, you know, a lot of times like when you, for example, if you're gonna if you're trying to choose a guitar player or a bass player for a track, a lot of times a producer will choose a guy or girl that they know their playing style fits the song so you know you might have an up-tempo funk and you're like you know what Uh, Alex Al would be the best bass player on this up-tempo funk tune or Mel Brown would be the best player on this tune you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so a lot of times you don't even Mm -hmm. have to do that but of course you know there there might be certain specific things that you want in a song and if they Mm -hmm. you know if, if they don't if they don't deliver it that first time, it's not because they don't have the capability of delivering it. It's just maybe you know they were thinking something different or you know whatever the reason. So yeah, I mean, and and, and most of the time musicians they understand that. You know they don't they're, they're they're they don't take offense if you say hey can you replay this one part? Um, and so yeah, you know absolutely. If there was something that I felt clashed or didn't fit, you know, and and you know you can always the beauty of it too is you could edit things, you know, I mean, you can move things around in the mixing process to to make things fit where you want them to. Um, but I was happy that I didn't have to do that with Rachel. You know, it was kind of, it was more of a curiosity to see what she would do. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, she kind of had that perfect blend of, of letting, you know, me take the lead, but yet she, you know, was able to accent here and, and pick up where I wasn't. And you know, that's just that's that's something that comes with years and years of musical training, you know, and, and you could just yeah. tell that she had it. So so yeah, I mean I you know, I I've done I've recorded for people before and they've asked me to redo certain things and you know, it's that's just all part of the all part of the process, but you know, fortunately I didn't have to do any of that with Rachel. She just kinda hit it first time out of the park and, and we ended up using everything that she recorded, so so it, it turned out perfectly. Okay. All right, good, good.
0: Okay, I have a phone call for you. Miss Wanda. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi.
4: Hi, how are you?
0: You have a question? Good. I'm good. How are you doing?
4: I'm good.
0: you have a question for LeBron?
4: Yes. I just wanted to ask, how are you, LeBron? just wanted to say hello uh, today.
2: I'm doing great, Juan. How are you today?
4: I'm good. I just wanted to know, um, what is it like working with Darren Ron?
2: Oh, man, it's. It's awesome. That's a it's a phenomenal experience. I I think I attribute all of my growth as a player, as a musician, um, you know, as an artist. I attribute that all to Darren because Darren is so Darren's been in the game for a long time. Um, not only as an artist, but as a producer, kind of a behind the scenes guy, and he's produced so many hit songs for so many guys. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. So talking to him and getting his insight on things and taking criticism from him has been such a growing experience for me and not only that Darren is just a cool guy you know he's he's a guy's guy he's not you know he doesn't come across with a bunch of ego and you know he doesn't kind of like speak down to you he's just kind of like a normal guy mm-hmm. you know we we actually okay. really hit it off you know just as friends when we first met so it's been great working with him you know as long as it's up to me I'll work with him on every project that I ever have and um, I'm hoping right. he'll come out and hang. He lives in Denver. I'm going to be in D- Denver next weekend, so I'm hoping he's going to come out and hang and play a couple songs with us on stage. But, yeah, Darren's a phenomenal guy. Um, he's always creating. He's always, you know, pushing the envelope with his own music, and I know he has a new project he's working on, so I'd tell everybody to stay tuned for that. But, yeah, Darren's a phenomenal guy, and um, and just just I've been very fortunate to have him, you know, along in this process for sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, great, because mm-hmm. I love right. both of your CDs. Um, the first one, Shades, mm-hmm. I, just, mm-hmm. I played that one to death, and I got so excited when uh, you announced you had a new one coming out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I just get excited. It's certain jazz artists, when you mention their names, I do not have to second guess if I'm going to like it, Just the name itself, I know I'm going to like their music. When they put out something new or something, oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to see Darren Ron on September the 11th. He's going to be in Petersburg, Virginia.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was hoping to get to see you sometime this year. Will you be back around, say, uh, D.C. or Maryland area sometime this year?
1: You know, I don't have anything to give up. Yeah, we're going to hook him up, Wanda. Wanda, we're going to definitely get LeBron back in D.C. soon, but, yeah, we're going to talk about that soon. (laughs) Yeah, we we can make it happen. There's there's, there's Mike, Wanda. There's Mike.
2: Oh, hi, Mike.
3: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What's going on?
2: (laughs) Yeah, tell Mike you want to get me out there so he can start making that happen. Oh, well. (laughs)
4: You know, I'm, um in November, you know, we're gonna see Nicholas Cole and Lynn Rowtree and I That's was right. like, Oh, well, I was like, Why isn't LeBron coming with
2: them? Yeah,
1: we are scheduling <laughs> conflict with LeBron. We we, we have a little mix up, a little hiccup, but it's okay. Like so we're gonna we gonna get over the hump and we're gonna get him get him in D C soon. Oh yeah, don't worry, mm-hmm. I'll be out All there it. Right.
4: <laughs> oh great. All well, right. it was great to talk with you, LeBron and you you just keep doing what you're doing. I just I just enjoy your music myself.
2: Well, thank you, Wanda. Thank you well, for thank the support. I really appreciate it. All
4: right.
0: Thanks for calling, Wanda.
4: All right, Terry. Terry, I just want to okay. thank you. Yes. you. You're having you're having all my favorite songs this week.
3: <laughs> well, thank you. That's thank why I you. Call
4: because everybody you have? I'm like, oh my god, I got to call and speak with them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a problem. That's what the show is all about.
4: Yes, all right. Well,
0: you all have a good day, and thanks for taking the time you with too. me. All right, Ms. Right, you okay. have a good day, okay? Uh, bye-bye. Right. Okay, bye-bye. LeBron. All right,
4: bye-bye.
0: Um, LeBron, Ollie wants to know, is there a Generation Next CD in the works?
2: Uh, yeah, believe it or not, that is something that is uh, heavily under discussion. We we have one song that we actually put together out as a radio single that actually did really well on the radio, um, and it is on iTunes. Mm-hmm. It's called Let It Ride. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the, it seems like there's a demand for us to put a CD out together. So uh, yes. we've definitely been talking about it. And the good thing is we have one of the best producers in the industry, Nicholas Cole, in our group. So, you know, we, yes. can, we can definitely, if we put if we put our heads together, we, we could come up with something hot. So, yes, it is something in the works. It's definitely something that the label has kind of, you know, hinted that they would like to see happen. And um, I think we're going to uh, start planning something like that very soon. So I would tell people that. Uh, to just uh stay tuned and uh um we'll, it'll be coming your way shortly
0: oh good good i'm excited to hear that all right absolutely okay so let it let everyone know where they can find your music and you on the web
2: well i as was mentioned earlier my website is www.lebronmusic.com i'm also on all forms of social media i'm, I'm very active on facebook um, i have an artist page um it's Facebook.com slash LeBronMusicPage, or you can go to my personal page, which is Facebook.com slash LeBron Dennis, Um as well as Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter handle is at LeBrizzle. It's spelled L-E-B-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. And um, you can find links to all my social media on my webpage as well. And um, as far as where you can find the music, you can get it anywhere that you buy your, your music, any retail location, um, iTunes, Google Play, um, Amazon, you can digital download, you can purchase a, the physical CD, which I always encourage people to do because it sounds better when you pop it in your CD player. And, uh, yeah, so wherever you buy your music, uh, you should be able to find me. And, of course, I always have CDs with me when I'm on the road, so if you come out to any of our shows, um, I'll have one there for you, and would love to sign it, a personal copy for you, and uh, you can take me home with you. So, yeah, I just encourage everybody to go check it out, and, and um, I I hope that they enjoy uh, the CD.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely check it out. It's called New Era, so definitely buy that, pick that up, support the artist as always, and pick up this new release. Thank you, LeBron.
2: Well, thank you, Terry. Yeah, and, thank you, uh, LeBron. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, I look forward—I always look forward to talking to you guys. I'm glad we were able to finally connect, that, and hopefully, we'll be having this conversation again with the next CD in a couple of years, huh? <laughs> yes. Mm, uh, well, before definitely. that, hopefully, with Generation X. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, you have a great day, and thank you again.
2: You too, guys. You guys enjoy the rest of your day.
0: All right, you too. All right, that was saxophonist LeBron. His new CD is called New Era, so definitely go to his website, lebronmusic.com, pick that up. Support his uh, shows. Check him out. If he's in your area, definitely go see him and, um, you know, give him a a look-see.
1: All right, Mike, what's going on Mm -hmm. with you. Uh, not so much, Church. I'm out school shopping again today, and my kids got me spending more money today. So that's about it. So I'm, I'm just, I'm okay. just a walking ATM machine. That's all I am. Okay.
3: <laughs>
1: just, just, de- just I'm, out it, I'm just so- dispensing cash all day. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Just dispensing cash.
0: <laughs> well, I'm so glad I passed all of that. All right, let's talk about our upcoming concert with um, Andre Delano.
1: Yes, Andre Delano will be at the um, Firehouse Station, Fire Station 1 in Silver Spring, Maryland, on October the 8th. Uh, Andre is very, very excited to get to the D.C. area. It's going to be a great show, because like I said, uh, he we went to Charlotte this summer, and he absolutely just murdered the stage, and uh, he's going to do the same thing in D.C., and um, so D.C. better be ready for Andre, definitely.
0: Yes, definitely. Tickets are on sale now. Um, you can find the link on com at the TSJ Events page. So go there and purchase your ticket and come out and support the artists. All right. Thank you, Joe from Germany and Ollie for hanging out with us in the chat room. Always glad to see you guys. Thank you so much. Mike, I will be calling you as soon as we get off the air. But in the meantime, you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen.
1: And Mike Reynolds.
0: And we look forward to Talking Smooth Jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth.